You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and we've had numerous conversations in and around the uh, Fitzwilliam migration from Kulatin and all the families that were uh, moved, and uh, predominantly uh, a lot ended up in the Ottawa Valley. But they were scattered in other parts. Some came through Canada, some stayed in Canada, some moved on. And today we're going to hear a little about uh, another family, and it was uh, Kevin and Eleanor Lee uh, put Peter O'Toole in touch with me. Uh, Peter, uh, very welcome indeed. You've been involved in tracing your family tree uh, for over 175 years of history. That is correct, yes. Um, our family came across from New Ross, the port in County Wexford, um, they were given passage from the estate owner. They were tenants on an estate up in County Wicklow, and they went over to um, Gross Point, Quebec, where they went into, um, they were in um, the, the typhus quarantine. And could, that would have been in Grosseil, Grosseil in the quarantine island. Yes. And then from, from however long they were there, it's our understanding they took steamship farther west and settled in Ontario. Yeah, because again, what a lot of people did was after they went through the quarantine, then they moved up along the St. Lawrence River and some um, disembarked in Montreal. Others then went along and disembarked in other places along right into Lake Ontario. That is what I understand. And... Uh, you know, just to, we're not, uh, we, we haven't really been, I don't believe working on our ancestry until maybe the 1990s when my late cousin James, James O'Toole, um, uh, started compiling his notes and put it into a booklet form. And then he worked through the Knights of Columbus and different organizations and he connected all our relatives, all the descendants from those, that five, Five children who were on that boat across from Ireland to Canada, remarkably connected with them. And um, so we, um, that started in the 1990s, but actually it started in the 1930s when James was in grade school is in back in North Dakota, where the O'Toole's ended up in North Dakota and Michigan too. But his teacher back in North Dakota asked them to, um, put together a history of their ancestry, their grandparents, their great-grandparents. And so James, uh, it put a bug in James, I guess, or it, it, it put a bug in his ear or something, his bonnet. He, um, that he, be, that became one of his life's hobbies. And so he, he was a medical doctor, but he put together, um, the story, what he knew. And it wasn't until the internet, uh, in the later nineties that we were able to, um, connect with further, as I mentioned already, but then he passed in 2001 or 2002. And some of our handful of cousin descendants, one lives in Ireland, one lives in um, Kentucky, USA, and I live in St. Paul and others, just a handful of these descendants took up the genealogy bug. And we further connected through, um, through Kevin Lee in the Kulatin connection in County Wicklow. And Kevin Lee found these estate records from the Fitzwilliam Kulatin estate, the southern part of County Wicklow. 
And we were able to trace our roots right back to the date the ship left, the date they left New Ross on the Jesse. And the plot of land they had just, just a couple of miles southwest of, um, Tina Healy. Mm-hmm. So Pete, Pete, Peter, have you been back? Have you been able to visit and were you able to put your foot on the old ground? Yes, of course. Just this last month, May 17th, 50 O'Toole's, uh, this, I guess we all, um, uh, what do you say, ascended or descended upon this parcel of land that, that our ancestors actually left probably May 16th, 1848. Right. They and they took by uh, a cart and a pony or a horse or an animal of some kind, and they left their little place in uh, County Wicklow, that little cottage on um in Ballyshanog and they 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 walked and took cart I guess I think it's called um pony trap or something yeah, a pony a pony and trap. The and trap the trap being the cart. Yeah. Would it be a two wheeled cart maybe yeah, four wheeled? Yeah. Yeah. So then when you had your gathering of the clan on that piece of land, how far afield did people come from? Well, my, I had, I had him a nephew from Honolulu and his fiance. And then we had, um, Tess, Tess O'Toole lives up in, um, uh, Northern Ireland. She, she got a job. She was an architect, trained architect college in Winnipeg or British Columbia, wherever she finally ended up. She's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. She, um, she was, she's very instrumental. So she was there and her husband and her sister from British Columbia. We had cousins from Michigan and, uh, Rhode Island, Minnesota, Texas, uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario. Actually, I should say not Ontario. My cousin from Ontario, Patrick couldn't make it his, uh, for health reasons. He and his wife could not make the trip. So when you guys get together and you have this collective, of people that have all come from the same source. Were you able to sense the, any commonality or was, was there any, um, anything obvious that kind of said, you know, yeah, you look around that you can, you can see a resemblance over there with someone from British Columbia or. Well, I, you know, I, I think so. I think the women, I, if I may, um, our cousin Shannon, who lives out in LA, she was there. She would be, um, and we're all approximately third or fourth cousins or maybe first cousins four times removed or however the math is done on that. But, uh, the women, I think, had some resemblance. They had, uh, a fair colored complexion, same stature, um, similar, uh, eyes, same color eyes, uh, features. You may not recognize them as siblings, but they definitely had a character that was um, similar. And then the men, the men, the many of us have receding hairlines. We have a distinctive, I think, shaped head. One of my cousins commented on, and we're all some similar stature. You know, the five ten to six feet tall range, and uh, same weight category not a large boned bunch right but i think you know we we took a group photograph on uh, at the city center in tina healy 
And um, it was picked up by the Irish Independent, actually, and it was posted in there online. And um, it, and I could see resemblances of like an uncle and a cousin and things. As we age, you know, we all, I believe we all, look, we start to resemble each other anyway. Right. So, Peter, when do you experience something like that, particularly? Does it put context in any way on your own life? It, it gives you an appreciation for, if I may jump ahead on this thought, uh, to the, um, that the, we all descended from these Patrick and Margaret who left by a pony trap from their little farm and fortunately made it across and into Ontario. And then here we are 175 years later to the day and we're all standing on this parcel of land that once were their homestead. And we're all looking at each other and we planted a Canadian maple tree right there on that site. And we had an Irish singer sing a cappella, an Irish song that was about the famine, about those, about a guy who, who emigrated and then he came back. And he says in this song that, um, it's not the same anymore. Uh, it's all, but it was a very heartwarming song and we all had emotion of some kind, but, uh, it's meaningful that we um that we made a connection and we we can see we can see that in each other's eyes i guess and i guess part of what i'm asking as well is when you go back to that parcel of land your ancestors worked on the land on a small piece of land struggling for survival and were forced effectively forced off it and had to start from nothing. And you looked around at your relatives around about you. And based on what you said to me, you've done well. You've had architects in there, doctors in there. You've So from this piece of land, you have this collective 175 years later of achievers. Well, it crosses your mind whether or not, uh, had they not left, what would we be like today? Would we even be here today? And that spawn, there was a seed that was planted and, or it was actually transported to another continent and planted. And so we're looking back at that, that the origin of our family, I guess. It really was the origin of our family. And, uh, and we're very proud that uh, we came from that, the, the, the courage that it took to do that. And, um, forced out of there, I, we were, Kevin Lee and the Kulatin group, while we were in Tinnahalen, we, we listened to a couple little lectures and things. Uh, they were, um, to our understanding, they were given a choice to take that, um, but the times were so tough. So I, I suppose the, the situation was forceful for their decision. Mm-hmm. The, they, they got the fare to get on that boat. This estate provided them everything. And that is, uh, to my understanding, unique. They were lucky. We believe they were lucky to have gotten that opportunity. So looking a little down the road, Peter, then I know if you're in the same situation I am where your children um, may not yet have arrived at that stage in their life, and certainly with my grandchildren, they're a long way from it, where they would start to pay attention. Do you see that you have, as a result of this, and with the advancement in technology, 
particularly things like DNA and web research, that you'll be able to to provide a wealth of history to future generations. I think so. I have my niece and two nephews, a partner, my partner, my first cousin, and his wife and his uh, child all attended. We were there together. Uh, we were one-fifth of the group that was there. So we formed a group of 10 from uh, from from where we ended up, where our family ended up. And and they were, I think, as awestruck with, with that moment on that property. This wasn't just a matter of being on the site, uh, seeing seeing the Dunbrody down in New Ross, seeing the graveyard, the Whitefield Cemetery, uh, just just a little bit east of Tinehili, and understanding some of the 1798 uprising history that happened right in that area. And, and associating with these friendly people and seeing your, you know, examples of your DNA, I guess, in that area. Our DNA is there. That's where we came from. So there has to be our DNA is right there. But they, that really did embed in them what you just described is a piece of that history and appreciation and the motivation to carry that beyond that moment. I'm looking forward, um, in the coming months to bringing my grandchildren for their first visit to Ireland and for them to be able to visit my parents' grave and to see where uh, I was born, to see where their mum was born, things like that. And I think that's uh, what you're talking about. It's so important in we as people having that sense of who we are and what that nurtures within us. And as Say, particularly as we look to future generations, to our kids, our grandkids, that we don't lose that as messengers, we don't lose the message. That is correct. On the other, on the other hand, where where was all that history for that hundred and you know we we've been working on this thirty years, I guess, really intensely. But prior to that, so the other hundred and forty five years, my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather great-great-great-grandfather who is buried in my hometown up in North Dakota and who came over on that boat. Where did that history go? Why, why did we have to piece together little scraps, family lore and all that? There was, uh, you know, there was writing. We had pencils and papers and all kinds of things throughout the period of time they were here on this continent. Where was it because they 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 left there and they wanted to start a new life or was there some, uh, you know, I had to draw an analogy at World War II. My dad was in World War II, and that generation didn't talk about it much. Was mm-hmm. it something like that, where they didn't want to talk about it, or what? But no, we don't want to have that happen. We want to try to carry it on, what we've gotten, and push that forward, and make sure that it has legs, if you will. I know in my own case as well that I hit a stone wall in about the 1860s, where even though I'm Irish born and my, I know where my father was born. I know where my grandfather was and, but I get to a stage and I can't get beyond. And this is post famine. So like about the 1860s, I think is where we all tend to hit some walls with civil records in Ireland. And that can become a challenge. And in many cases, what has been the case is that some of the documentation you would have found on this side of the Atlantic is actually probably more detailed 
than some of the documentation that exists back in Ireland. Yes, I agree. Um, we we uh, had our DNA taken, and so we have uh, the, the my heritage is one we chose my heritage because they have more from Northwestern Europe. I that's what I was under what's what I understood maybe that may or not be correct, but I I did connect with some DNA connections who are in Ireland or England and even one in Australia. And they um they seem to be that sounds familiar. They seem to be hitting they they, they have a great granddaddy who was in County Wicklow O'Toole, but they don't know anything beyond you know, he was born in 1860 or 1870 or something. And there seems to be a a barrier there. Mm, a void, a total. Because even Kevin has told me that he has seen my name on the Culloden records. Now, Kevin and I need to keep in touch again because he is to, he still hasn't come back to me with what or where. Because my I look on it that my heritage ends up in the north of Ireland. But we don't know what could have been my great 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 grandfather ended up coming from County Wicklow up to the north. We don't know. But so that's where I'm talking about there are these abysses of information and voids of information that in many cases it can be easier to find some of the information from that period outside of Ireland than in Ireland. Oh, well, the other the, the thing, there are parallel courses in life, if you will, parallel genealogy or family trees, parallel family trees that may all end up at the same place. My kind of hope is there might be another family tree that's running parallel to ours that all that kind of begins the same point where ours began. Like maybe Pat, my great 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 grandfather, who left Ballyshanog, his brother Michael, we believe it was his brother Michael, left because he had eight and a half acres too. And so right. they they had this equal amount of land. They were, their dad was Thomas. And I think Kevin described to us that their dad had 17 acres. Okay. So it would have been split that way, but that Michael would have ended up on the, on a ship off of new, out of new Ross the next year. Anyway, perhaps, but you know, what are the odds in our family that uh, my cousin, my late cousin James, how he did this. Not every family has a James in it who would have collected this and started off this, this, uh, I guess, documentation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think, I think it's, in fact, within our family, there's not a lot of, you know, I shouldn't say it. I don't want to be disparaging about anybody, but there's, there's only a, a handful of us who took a great interest in the genealogy and carried this forward to the extent that we ended up finding that date and time and location. Well, Peter, fortunately, in every family, there's one or two who do, and it allows for those that that are, are passengers to remain passengers. Uh, and right. <laughs> Everybody has their thing. Everybody has their thing. That's right. Peter, I have to keep an eye on time. If any other tools out there that you think might be part of the Kulatan family and uh, you're curious about the name and the connections, Peter, uh, have you your family tree? Or are you involved in Jedmatch or any of these uh, centralized sites? Do you put the DNA into any of those? I am I am on Jedmatch. I did put my DNA string into Jedmatch and uh, I haven't, I've kind of trailed off this uh, this reunion we had in May 17th, this last month, 
has kind of occupied the last year planning the event and everything. So I have to peek back at my get match and I have, and there are people out there searching. So you have to be, it works both ways. You have to not only seek on your own, but you also have to find answers for somebody else you may have an Indeed. answer for. Indeed. Peter, it's been a real pleasure chatting, which I can say I'm, I'm, time is, is of the essence and uh, I wish every success in uh, digging deeper, connecting more dots and developing a picture from the dots that are joined. Thank you, Austin. It's been a pleasure. I hope there's somebody out there who may have a parallel family tree to us. Um, on, on that, and I, and I don't know if you do, but I put our family tree up on WikiTree for that very reason. In the hope I didn't that... know about WikiTree. Okay, well, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about WikiTree. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you, cool. Pete.